Hello and welcome everyone back to another episode of the Official Gears Podcast, where we talk about everything from mouse ears to butterbeer. It is Brian and Alan here, as always. Thank you for joining us once again as we dive into our episode 54 and continue our World Showcase series. For this series, we're going to be taking we're going to be talking about the World Showcase at Walt Disney World's Epcot theme park and just kind of touring around all the different countries and pavilions and talking about why we like them so much. So, Alan, how's it going? It's going pretty good. Uh, how about you? Pretty good. Not too bad. I um, enjoyed my Cincinnati trip. Uh, went to Kings Island for the first time in over 20 years. Liked it. It's not Disney, but they have some pretty good rides. Um, <laughs> it's very different when you go to a different theme park after a while, isn't it? Well, when you're you're used to Disney and then you go to other theme parks and you kind of see... Um, like what's what's this? I'm just yeah. gonna put it out there. Like the the clientele is completely different. Completely different. Uh, yeah. There's nothing wrong with people if you go to Cincinnati or uh, Kings Island or Bush <laughs> Gardens or you know Six Flags. There's nothing wrong with. It. There's normal people there. There's some not so normal people there also. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's different. Yeah, um, it, it it's it's a lower price point and it's yes. different. You know, it's it's a lot of college party kids and stuff like to go to six flags and Kings Island. And- yeah. One of the biggest things I noticed though, is really the staff. Um, Disney mm-hmm. has a lot of older, mature, retired people there to yeah, kind of make no. sure your trip is, is magical. I mean, that's their job. That's why we love Disney so much. Kings Island had a lot of high schoolers and it yep. just, it, it, it just didn't feel magical. And it was just kind of like, they were like, yeah, enjoy your ride and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, guys, you can yeah. like your job a little bit. At least pretend you do. <laughs> so It's very different. I worked at Six Flags in uh, St. Louis when I was in high school for two years. So, yeah, yeah, I I, I resemble those remarks sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, it's like yeah. I said, it's not Disney. Disney's staffing their cast members is what makes it magical and, and really well a and great i think experience. it's the whole classification of those are an amusement park you go to be amused and entertained yeah not necessarily a theme park um it's i think it's kind of a different yeah it sounds the same but it's really kind of a different no. creature yeah it, it really is disney is an experience um mm-hmm. king's island is a um an event maybe it's like yeah, you're there to have a good time and ride some rides like that. That's yeah. really what I feel like it is. So but when you do Disney and Universal, it's a, it's so much more immersive. You yes. really feel like you've gone somewhere and you've done something else. And they try to cater to that in a different way that Six Flags is, you know, this attraction is themed or this area might be, you know, called New Orleans or something. But yeah. it's not. Now, the there, there's a story to Disney and Universal. There's no story yeah. with the other parks. So. Yeah. It was good. It was. We had a good time. So that's good. It's been kind of a cool few days here for us lately. Like for the last five days or so, we haven't had a day over like seventy-five. It's rained it's ever a, since I got back. So yeah, yeah, sprinkly, rainy, drizzly kind of stuff. Not like all day, but kind of off yeah. and on, and just kind of overcast. And um, I think yesterday the high was like seventy-two, and like so it's just been an interesting few days here. Yeah. Yeah. Not too bad, I guess. Could be hot. Yeah. So, or it could be yeah. raining all the time, like me. Like it's it's rained every well, day since we got back. It's Chicago. It could be blazing hot. We That's could true. all be you know melting. So we'll take what we can get, right? That is true. So, all right. 
Well, let's move on. Let's uh, give a little recap of the last episode. If you missed it, uh, last week we kicked off this whole brand new series on World Showcase, uh, where we talked about Canada, the United Kingdom, and France. So if you missed it, we hope you get a chance to go back and listen to that and check out that episode. Um, some fun things to do in those pavilions. Those are some great pavilions. Uh, but for this episode, we're going to continue through the World Showcase at Epcot, and we're going to talk about Morocco, Japan, the American Adventure, and Italy. Yep. So couple cool new pavilions going on yeah um new for the series yeah new new for the series uh we don't have any new pavilions yet there there's rumors of them coming um there's been rumors for about 25 years (laughs) i want to start a rumor and i hope disney takes Uh, it i I want an egypt pavilion well that would be kind of that would be really cool and if you got to take out one take out one take out morocco but um i i like (laughs) kind of happening on its own right now for morocco we're going to talk about it Yeah. yeah Um, but no, I, yeah, there's no new ones yet. Um, maybe in a Nothing few years, enough. but they got a lot of other stuff going on. So, yeah, definitely. But, so we wanted to do this showcase because we would just, we love the world showcase. So we wanted to highlight why we love it so much in, in each pavilion separately. A couple of the reasons why we love Epcot, the world showcase mainly is, is the festivals. Like we've talked about it so many times on this, whether it's the festival of the arts, um, Flower and Garden, Food and Wine. Um, the holidays. Yeah. Just coming back. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's just so many different festivals. that It's it's really a year-long party. Um, and, and a lot of people will say, well, they've got the same booths. They've got the same. It's not. It, it may have the same booths, but they're different. It rotates. Yeah. They, yeah. they have a different variety of foods that come on. Um, you know, we were talking about during the holidays, they had the, the gingerbread houses, things like that, which we're going to get to our gingerbread house later on our episode that I'm kind of excited about. Um, it looked just really, looked really cool. But, uh, the, the arts festival, um, the flower and garden. I mean, we love those festivals and the food that comes food with Food and those, wine. Yes. Oh, food and wine festival. The, the food that comes with those, <laughs> the, the special drinks that come with food and wine or flower yeah. and garden. Um, I mean, it's just, it's so unique, you know, no matter when you go, every, every time is different at Epcot. Um, and, and along with the, the unique, uh, food beverages shows, uh, it's, there's unique shopping as well. Uh, mm-hmm. some of the stuff you're, you're only going to find specifically at Epcot and maybe specifically at this particular festival, like if it's a festival of the mm-hmm. arts, that's the only time you're going to get some of this, uh, uh, art specific, um, artist specific uh paintings or or just different kind of artworks that we saw with the uh star wars the marvel um some others were there doing hand-painted um woodworking you know things like that it's just uh so unique when it comes to epcot it's all different and that is just with the festivals and just the the regular pavilions um throughout the year that are, are there, I mean, they, they just have the, the same stuff, but you're only going to find it at Epcot mm-hmm. in a specific pavilion. I'm tongue tested tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yep, that's true. And uh, the, there's some great attractions at Epcot through World Showcase. There's some pretty cool things that really kind of make you uh, get immersed in the culture and the, the lands that you're visiting, the pavilions. That's pretty neat. Um, the Kidcot stations. So, you know, there's definitely been a move um, over the years to make Epcot much more kid friendly. Yes. Uh, and a lot of the kids are really enjoying these kid cot stations and yes. things that they have available. So I think we talked about that before where you can get a little passport and get them stamped, go through. That's pretty cool. Um, you know, and then there's character meet and greets throughout there. Now they're 
you know, not the same right now. They will be back. We know character meets will come back eventually. Um, you know, but you still have the princess promenade right now that's happening around World Showcase where the princesses are riding by in a big horse-drawn carriage. Um, it's like five or six rows and the princesses are in it. Um, you know, you're finding different ways of putting characters back into the parks. So I know up uh, near the entrance of the park, you'll find Mickey and some of his friends occasionally up there. So that's yeah. kind of cool. Um, so those social distance meet and greets are still happening out there. Um, but there's different unique ways to see the characters in the parks here. Yeah. So we talked a little bit before about England and um, France, where you could find, um, you know, Belle and uh, Aurora and Mary Poppins and Alice. Um, so there's some really cool characters there. So some, some cool things coming up to you in some yeah. of these other pavilions we're going to talk about. Yeah. Um, I mean, with character meets, Epcot to me is the perfect place to go and meet characters. Um, they don't get mobbed as much there as they do in the other parks. They don't. Um, you see them in their home countries, which is kind of cool. You see Belle mm-hmm. in her blue dress, which is the only place you're going to see that over at uh, Animal, I mean, uh, Magic Kingdom. She's in her gold dress. Yep. Um, not Animal Kingdom. Not, I mean, not, not Magic Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom. Um, she's not even at Magic yeah. Kingdom. She's uh, she's at Akershish uh, in her gold dress. At the oh, well, the yeah. Princess. Breakfast. She's at Magic Kingdom when they're doing the Enchanted Tales with Belle. Yes, yes, she is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you you get to see them in their natural environments. Um, mm-hmm. They're not bombarded, like you said. They really do get to interact a little bit more, um, and it's just a little more laid back, which is another thing that we really like Epcot for. Uh, I will say, Epcot, like I said, is perfect if you have a princess fan. Because you've got the, all the princesses in their home countries, like I said, but then they also have the Akershish breakfast, um, which has got so many of them in one place for the amount. We're of, hoping that comes back yeah, soon, but it's not on the calendar. Not yet. For um, a bit. But it is when it comes back, if it comes back, which I imagine it has to. Cinderella's Royal Table is pretty pricey. In my opinion, yeah, um, yeah, and, and when they had for the a princess plan, breakfast, yeah, Akershus, it, it's so much choice. worth it because you got the dining plan, the two credits for Cinderella's Royal Table. It's only one credit at in, in Germany, um, and it's just it's really good food. And then all the princesses come to your table, and then you're done. You don't have to wait in line anywhere for them because they come to you. Uh, and then as soon as you're done eating, you just go jump in line for Frozen. Uh, so. Um, I really love that breakfast in, in Epcot for that reason, because you can get so many characters out of the way real quick there. But the character interactions, I think what make Epcot because they're in their, their own little area and it just adds a uniqueness to it um, where they don't feel like they're out of place. Some, some places in the parks, I feel like sometimes the characters feel a little out of place, but yeah, yeah. Um, but they do a pretty good job of, of getting them uh, where they fit in. But um, like I mentioned, Epcot, we love it because it's it's really laid back. Um, it's highlighted by some wonderful entertainment. You can kind of stroll through the pavilions as you as you want. Um, you grab a beer, walk through a pavilion, grab another one, walk through a pavilion. Grab, I mean, you, that's a lot of that's a lot of alcohol and a lot of beverages. But um, you can do it with snacks too. Um, exactly. I mean, it's just so laid back. And it's not because there's not enough to do. It's just because that's the way the park is designed. Yeah. Um, so exactly. There is plenty. It's of supposed do. to be like a big festival yes. all the time. Yeah. At least the world showcase part of it. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it is, uh, it is very laid back. And like I said, I mean, there's so much entertainment. There's, there's such a show going on the entire way around the, 
pavilion, the World Showcase. It's highlighted by live street performers, um, live bands. I mean, you're constantly going from one pavilion to another, hearing some kind of music or, or seeing somebody yelling and doing some kind of acrobatic trick or something. I mean, it's just so cool to see that um, particular part of culture, really. So mm-hmm. um, it, it's just it's just different and it's it i feel very grown up when i'm walking around epcot but also still like a kid walking around too so yeah yeah it's perfect perfect melding yeah i like it so let's dive into some of those pavilions that we're going to talk about for this episode so just to kind of remind everybody as you come through future world and you get to the world showcase which is kind of the back half of epcot you can go to the left or you can go to the right so we started our journey going to the right um, a lot of people like to go left towards Mexico for those margaritas, which, you know, I don't blame you for. There's some great margaritas over there, but we're starting to the right. Uh, and we moved on last episode. We walked around and talked about Canada, uh, the world Showplace pavilion, which is kind of set in between Canada and the United kingdom. Uh, then we have the United kingdom. We talked about, uh, go get the fish and chips over there. It's really good. Uh, and a nice, uh, harp beer. It's great. Uh, next door, you have International Gateway, which is that back entrance to Fran- to uh, Epcot that takes you right over to the Atten Beach Club and the Boardwalk uh, and where the Skyliner is. And then going across the bridge into the back portion of World Showcase, um, we talked about France. So, um, you know, that's what we talked about in the last episode. But moving along past all those right next to France, the next pavilion is... Which one, Brian? So it's Morocco, and we touched on it a little earlier that it's undergoing some changes, um, some aesthetically, some functionality, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. We have seen reports. We have not witnessed it firsthand yet, um, and I don't think we've had any friends that have seen it yet either, but we have had reports that Jasmine is back um, in Morocco as a sort of meet and greet where she is taking long distance selfies with guests. So that is nice. She's got her own little stage right out there across from uh, the Spice Road table. Um, which speaking of, well, let's, before we get to Spice Road table, let's talk about the friendship boat dock. Um, it is between yeah. France and Morocco and the friendship boats take you, um, well, basically at Epcot, it just takes you once you're inside the park, it takes you from one side of uh, world showcase to the other. So it takes you yeah. from, um, France and Morocco over to where the world showcase begins coming out of uh, future world. And mm-hmm. um, it's a quiet little boat ride. I would say a little longer than five minutes, maybe. And I don't think necessarily 10, but yeah, um, it's not, not, not very long. No. And it, it saves you some walking. It does. Especially <laughs> if you've been on there for quite a while and the lines usually for it aren't that long. Um, no, you just, they have a couple boats running at a time, but it's usually, it doesn't take that long to wait and the boats there. And then like I said, five, 10 minutes on the way back to the other side. So it's a nice little boat ride. Um, well, and the other thing too, is a lot of people don't do the boat ride. They're like, think, Oh, I'm going to walk around. I'm going to see it all. But it's a really different perspective. Yeah. Seeing, you know, Epcot from the water level like that out on the lagoon, you get some really so good if pictures. You haven't done the boat ride. Yeah. If you haven't done the boat ride, I really recommend you try it. Yeah. You get some you really good just pictures. take it back and forth and then walk again. That's fine. Yeah. No problem. Yeah, when, when you try to get some of these pictures all the way across World Showcase, it's quite a lengthy distance. Um, yeah. But if you're on the boat and you want that picture of um, Spaceship Earth or you turn around and you go to uh, the little archway there in Japan uh, or, the, or the Mexican pavilion, uh, you get a little bit more close up to it. And it's, it's a little bit of a better picture because you're not so far you're not just zooming in your camera so much so uh, yeah it's it's definitely a nice little boat ride uh, 
Absolutely. But right as soon as you walk into Morocco, you have a um, spice or table sitting there. Uh, it's a really nice little dining option if you're somebody that's into hummus, fries, calamari. Um, they've got grilled lamb, uh, some spicy shrimp, a dessert platter with Moroccan pastries. And then, you, of course, you have your beers, your wine, your sangrias. Um, typical food for the area. So there's, there's a couple other places there that, you know, we like to get some snacks from. Uh, Spice or table is a table service option though. So uh, you will most likely need to get some reservations for that one, depending on the time you go, but um, they're usually not too hard to get. So it's, it's, yeah. And it's not a huge meal either. You're not going to, yeah. you're not going to like, you usually get a few things. It's kind of, um, uh, you know, that appetizery style, you get a few things and you share with the table and yeah. It's that kind of style too. It's cool. Yeah, I, you probably get some walk-ups also, but uh, just to be safe, I would probably make a dining reservation. Um, Oasis Sweets and Sips is a snack and drink option with pistachio baklava. I love saying that word. Um, <laughs> almond crescent cookies, frozen cocktails, sangria, and more. And then you've got, I'm going to butcher this one, souk a la Maghreb, which is a... Uh, their shop. Yeah, it's their, it's their local shop. Um, it's like a little markety kind of. Yes, it, if you pay attention, there's a huge hidden Mickey on one of the doors. So that's right. Uh, Sometimes they hang garments on top that of block it. it. Yeah, but, yeah, but it's there. But it, it's kind of cool. Like when you're going to Morocco, uh, actually, there's another restaurant there that's closed. It's Restaurant Marrakesh. Um, I would imagine that one's going to be opening pretty soon as they start to open more and more restaurants. But it's got your assorted fish, beef, chicken, kebabs, lamb, uh, those kind of things. Uh, again, another traditional Moroccan type uh, restaurant, but um, I have people that absolutely love Spice Road Table and Restaurant Marrakesh. They they have to go every time because they love that kind of food. It's a little spicy. I don't know if spicy is the right word for me, but um, there's a little bit of a taste to it that I've got to be real um, craving to go, uh, mm-hmm. especially if I'm going to go. It's traditional. It's traditional. So it's got some different spices and yeah. flavors that you're... Not always used to. Yeah, especially if we're walking um, around in a hot Florida sun and all that. Like it's, I want something a little more um, easy on my stomach. That's not going to wait. You know, feel like I've, yeah. I've eaten a whole cow or anything. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I really like Morocco. I know I joked around earlier and said replace it with Egypt, but uh, I just like the feel of it. It kind of feels like you're walking around the streets of Agrabah and uh, Aladdin or um, yeah back in uh, Indiana Jones, like you're walking through the streets there because there's a little pathway that goes through, um, takes you to the back. And they have there's, this kind of like open air markety shop yeah. kind of thing there's some, in the back. They've got there's some really fountains cool back pieces. there. Um, Jasmine typically meets back there, but uh, it's, I don't know, it's just kind of a little place to, to kind of walk around. And, and to me, I I mean, we, we talked about it with Canada. Um, England has it a little bit, or the United Kingdom has a little bit too. Um, France has one, but it feels different than those for some reason. Like, I don't know if it feels more tight, like it would naturally be over in Morocco with the, the, the market. Um, but I feel like it has a little bit more of an intimate feel because it is a little smaller walkway. It's a little more compact. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was part by design. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it feels like that. And another thing about Morocco is if you're all the way across the lake, you look over, you can see Hollywood, uh, the, the tower of terror in the background. Mm-hmm. So they had to figure out how to 
blend those two in so that way you don't necessarily look over and see the, the Tower of Terror. They did a really good job of blending that uh, that area in, but it is something that if you look hard enough, you can tell, but if you're not paying any attention, you would never, you'd never see it. You just walk right by. Um, That's actually why the Hollywood Tower of Terror has the color yeah. scheme that it does, yeah. is so that when it's seen from Epcot, it blends in with the other buildings and it just, it looks like it's part of Morocco, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a nice little bit of trivia. It's a nice little pavilion. Um, no attractions, no no shows or anything there. Um, but they do have the meet and greet, which is you know a plus. Um, but it's also a nice place just to kind of go and relax. So, and they've just refurbished the bathroom. So it used to be considered if you, you pay attention to the list, it was always one of the nastiest bathrooms according to people that do the list and everything, but they've been recently refurbished. So just redone. Yeah. So now maybe that'll be at one of the top of the list, but uh, yeah. (laughs) So, uh, well, and so I mentioned before Morocco's kind of going through a bit of a change. So, and what happened is people don't realize that most of these um, pavilions have some sort of tie-in to their home country. Yes. Some sort of home country sponsorship. And I don't know the reasoning. I don't know what's going on with it, but Morocco is kind of pulling out. So I don't know if it's a funding issue or what's going on with Morocco, um, but that's why just about everything closed. Yeah. Um, and so it's slowly being taken over by um, Walt Disney World as uh, restaurants and, and um, food locations that are now going to be owned and operated by Disney. Yeah. So um, that's where some of that transition is going on. Um, they're trying to keep some of the same recipes and, and things that were there before. Um, but it is going through a little bit of a transition now. Yeah. It's coming back. Um, it's coming back. And there was one other, um, quick service window there. Uh, the tangerine cafe. Yes. Um, it's quick service. You go in and it's like a deli counter kind of thing. That one was supposed to be reopening too. Um, and it's not showing up yet, but we were told that one was supposed to be coming back. Yeah fairly soon um i haven't eaten at that one but i i have gotten the oasis sweets and sips and i forgot about the crescent cookies mm-hmm. the almond crescent cookies are really really good so and we've had the baklava and uh probably one of the frozen cocktails or two <laughs> i think they actually had frozen sangria when we were there one time that was actually i good. yes i remember saying that so yeah i think i remember tasting that yeah. <laughs> Well, it's upcut, you know. It, it, it is so, uh, but again, I mean, so you, you, Morocco is one of those that you can take your time and walk through as you want, um, or you can kind of speed through it because there are no attractions and you want to hit the next one. Which I love the next one just because it is an entertainment um, favorite for me. Um, like I, I love the entertainment that you get there, even though you got to time it right uh, because they're not always out. But I, you know, the next one is, is just one of my favorite pavilions, mainly because of the food, too. They have some good food. Yes. So the next pavilion, the next country over, is Japan. So Japan right next to Morocco. Um, if you want to look at dining, there's some good dining options, as Brian was mentioning. So um, for quick service, there's a couple things like the Kabuki Cafe. Um, so Kabuki Cafe has got um, sushi, uh, edamame uh, kakigori, which is the Japanese shaved ice. That is really, really popular over there, too. Yes. Um, the Japanese shaved ice. There's a lot of those running around. You can get Japanese sodas, um, beers, uh, plum wine, and hot or cold sake. Sake, let me tell you, we went uh, we we went one time, it's been years ago, and we all kind of were fighting a cold. 
Um, we got a sake to pass around. We all kind of shared because we had a, the same cold. Uh, let me tell you, a couple sips of that hot sake. Everybody was fine the rest of the day. It like cleared our sinuses oh, up. Yeah. It just it was like just enough. Like, I don't know. It was like medicine. It was first of all, it tasted really good, but, you know, unlike medicine. But and it just it's just, I don't know. It just the warmth. It just cleared everything up. We were all had the great rest of the day after having a little bit of sake. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Um, and that's one of the outside kind of cart little windows. Um, another one that's really kind of cool is if you go up the hill behind the big tower, um, if you look into the Japanese pavilion on the left, you have the big tower there and you can go up the hill. There is another um, cafe kind of thing up there. Uh, and that's the Katsura Grill. Um, it's another quick service, but you can get teriyaki. They have sushi. They have this chicken cutlet curry. They have salads and another place to get um, draft beer, sake, and plum wine. And up there, there's this great little like Japanese, almost like a Zen garden mm-hmm. area. There's a waterfall and um, there's koi fish and this like river that kind of runs down um, with little bamboo railings. It's a really, really pretty spot. Um, another one of those little kind of almost quiet spots to just sit, have a little sushi, you know, have a, have a beverage, um, you know, have some great Japanese. Just, just sit outside there at little tables and hang out for a little bit. Um, take in the atmosphere. That's one of our kind of little favorite places to go and sit. Um, and then if you are looking for a great meal in Japan, um, they have Teppanito right now. Teppanito is, um, it's one of those like, uh, dinner theater. So if you've ever had, um, what do they call them? Um, what's the name of them here? We have them here. Um, we grew up with them. It's one of those with all, it's a, it's the restaurant is a big grill and you have the chef and everybody sits kind of around the grill and they um, cook the food for you right in front of you. It's they're banging kibachi. their spatula. Yeah, it's like a hibachi. <laughs> I was like a, a um, dinner theater. I was like, uh, what is, what is, it's like, but yeah, it's hibachi. Uh, <laughs> it, it's a hibachi type of grill. Yeah. Um, but it's it's really cool, and they have great food, and everybody kind of sits around. It's it's entertainment while you're getting food, and you're getting to try some great Japanese. Um, so that's a really kind of fun place too. Um, and then if you want to do their attraction, their attraction there is kind of interesting. If you like Japanese culture and stuff, um, it's a gallery that you can walk through. It's back into the left and it's actually called uh, the Bichusan, Bichis, sorry, hello, Bijutsu Khan Gallery. Um, and it's it's like their cute culture of Japanese um, art. And it, it's a lot of, it's a lot of like anime kind of, the little cutesy stuff. Japan has so many like little cutesy stuff. That's like where the sumsums came from and a lot of the um, kind of new look on some of the characters. Um, Hello Kitty. It came from there. Yeah. Hello Kitty's <laughs> from there. So it's a little gallery. You can kind of go in and see this interesting artwork and stuff. It's like a lot of anime and characters and things. It's kind of cool. I, I like walking through there. I did not know that was there until a couple of years ago. I've only it, went to but when you go in, it's like, yeah, what is this? Because really I, I cool. just thought it was like a cave of like for bathrooms or something. So I never went back there. <laughs> it does. It does kind of look. Yeah. And it, it does look like it would be a bathroom. I just go for the food. Like I usually go up to the cafe or to the grill and then I'll, you know, sit and watch the, the, the show that we'll talk about in a minute. But um, like I didn't even know it was there until I went and got some pictures of um, Tep and Edo. You uh, do. And, and by the way, it, Japan is not for somebody that, that that does not like stairs. Like you, if you don't like stairs, True. you might want to yeah. skip that. But <laughs> there's some walking in there. So it, it's multi-tiered. Yeah. But I, uh, I had no idea that was there. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. And I went back and I was like, why have I never come back here before? Because it, it is. It's really mm. cool art. 
yeah, there's some cool stuff back there. Um, if you want to do some shopping in Japan, there's a great shop, oh, uh, huge. the Shikoshi department store. It's huge. They have like everything from like Japanese toys. Um, when you go in, if my family, my, my mom, my aunt, um, and my grandmother always love the pick a pearl places mm-hmm. where you go in and you pick an oyster and they pull a pearl out and yep. you have a pearl. Um, so there's one of those in there and they make it this whole little ceremony whenever you pick a, an oyster and get a pearl. Um, so they make it kind of a little show and. Um, that's kind of cool. They have a lot of really great Japanese, like you can get kimonos and you can get the wooden sandals. Um, there's toys, there's like some of the Japanese collectibles, um, all kinds of little luck dragons and things that you can get in there. Um, and if you go way back in the back, there's like a snack section. There's like, you can get shrimp chips and a couple other things. Um, as a kid growing up in California in the San Francisco Bay area, I had a Chinese teacher for third and fourth grade, and we always did um, a, a field trip every year to Chinatown in San Francisco. And uh, she would take us to stores like this in Chinatown in San Francisco. So the, I love that this is like nostalgia for me, but um, they have this really cool little candy. There's like, I want to say they're like a dollar a box. They're Japanese rice candy. If you've never had them, mm-hmm. I think I got them for you guys and made you guys all try them yeah. when we were there. Yeah. But it, it's, it's like a little gummy square. But it comes in two wrappers. So the outside wrapper is a cellophane wrapper that you throw away. And the inside wrapper is a rice paper wrapper. And you just pop the whole thing in your mouth. It's like this little rice paper, rice gummy thing. And it just, I don't know. I, every time I go, I have to get several boxes just because it reminds me of being a kid in California. Um, but there's just a lot of really cool things that you can get in that store. Yeah. Really neat stuff. There are. Um, my mom started a tradition too. She goes um, every year when we go, she gets a fan. They have the Japanese fans in there and there's like 25 or 30 different ones on a wall back there. And um, she always goes and picks a different fan every year. And um, usually when the the internationals are there, they'll like ask what you want on it. So they'll like write your name in Japanese or the year or something like that or Epcot in the year. Um, so my mom actually has fans. She gets every year and she's got them all put up on the wall in her bedroom. So every year we go to Epcot, she gets a new fan so she's got this whole wall of fans in her bedroom we, cool. we started that with abigail um last time we went she got um it, it wasn't from japan but it was from the resorts have them too and they're more a little mm-hmm. uh cartoony i guess um they have some mm-hmm. just different designs and this one had basically some kind of symbol on there that represented every princess so it was oh, it, nice. it was kind of yeah. cool it was very subtle um, she loves it. And we said, okay, from now on, like Blaine gets the pens or whatever. I, I get the shot glasses yeah. or a pen. She's going to get a fan. So yeah, it is a pretty it's a cool nice thing. little way to just like push pin them up on the wall and it makes a nice little wall decoration yep. and stuff. So it's very subtle. She's it's got not, them all with the different years. It's not like, I mean, yeah. I'm not a big, you know, scream. I went to Disney person. So it's, it's to me, it's a yeah, little exactly. better. It's a little better than the ears or the popcorn buckets or something like that. There's nothing wrong with those. Yeah. Those to me are just have yeah. a hard time displaying. Um, yeah. The fans, like you said, you just pin them up on the wall or um, yeah. figure something else maybe with it. But yeah, it, it is a cool little souvenir for your trip. And they're usually less than like 20 bucks. Yeah. They're not that much at all. So they're like uh, between, I want to say they go between eight and like 15 bucks or so that's yeah. a kind of cool little souvenir um you know and there's a kid cot station in japan too so that's kind of cool yep some of the kids and there's like um, a couple great photo locations there's usually photo pass photographers in japan um they have the japanese arch uh over in the water um you know it, 
symbolizes the same one they have over in Japan. Yes. Kind of frame Spaceship Earth through it. As, as nice I say, if you've ever been, you know you've got a picture of the arch with Spaceship Earth either through it or right next to it. One or the other. Yep. Like that's just yep. the perfect photo op. So. And then they have that whole little um, like um, bonsai Zen mm-hmm. garden kind of right in front too. Yep. It's kind of it's just it's a really cool pavilion. The really cool tower that's there and the entertainment. They're not back yet. No. Um, it's one we hope will come back soon because it was really cool. And um, that was the Japanese drummers that were out there around the base of that big tower that's there, kind of right out the entrance of the pavilion. Yeah. And the last time I saw they came it. and they played these like five foot tall drums and it, it was it was always really cool. You could hear them, just, you know, pavilions away yeah. when they were playing. Yeah. Um, but they always drew a really big crowd. It was it yes. was great entertainment. The, the last they time really I saw it, it was um, an all female band that was yep. out there, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this, you know, it was just really cool because to me, uh, those drums are huge. And yeah. for them to be able to maneuver, well, they're like five foot drums, yeah. and most of the people in Japan are not much more than about <laughs> yeah. five five and a half feet tall. So yeah, it's like drums the size of a person. And, and they were really cool. I have never gotten it, and it's not on our list. But there's there is a snack between Morocco and Japan that everybody is in the lineup for, and I cannot. I want to say it's a like a huge snow cone. Um, but I cannot remember what it is. It's it's not the cotton candy, uh, the tornado style cotton candy, because that's over in Mexico. Um. Well, there's a, there was a cotton candy in Japan and China as well. We did the big flower one in China one time. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Uh, but there's a there's a there's a snack stand there that is always 10, 15 people long. I, I think it's the shaved ice. It's exactly it in between. Yeah, it's the shaved it's ice. actually in between Japan and American Adventure. That's where it's it on is. that side. Yeah, that's where it is. Uh, yeah. But that is. Yeah, you mentioned it. But I mean, it, there's always that's a the Kabuki that. Cafe yeah. there. Yeah, the Kakigori Japanese shaved ice. Yeah, that one's always got a lot. Yes. I said that that shaved ice is super popular. Mm. They've it's it's basically a big snow cone, and they're really large shaved ice snow cones, massive. and there's different flavors. Yeah, there's different flavors of you know the the syrup and stuff. You can put them, and they do like rainbow and yeah. There there's always a line yeah. for the shaved ice. That's the only reason why I haven't always. gotten it because it is such a line, and I'm like, man, I really want to like get one, but it's like. And wait in that line just for a snack. So. <laughs> just for ice. Well, really? Well, I, mean, I just know yeah. like, you know, 20 feet down, there's there's just as good of a snack down there somewhere, no matter which yeah. way I'm going. So uh, I don't yeah. know. Japan is a really, really cool area. It is. It's a great pavilion. That's one of our favorites, yeah. I think. There's a lot of really fun things to do there. Yes. Yeah. So, And then when they do the holiday or the festivals, they always do... Um, the sushi donut that comes yes. out every year. So uh, I'm not a big sushi person Me either, but no. it's an amazing looking um, snack. It looks good, and but the people that got it said they really enjoyed it. Yeah, so that's... we were there with um, Leslie and Charles and they had the sushi donut and really enjoyed it. Yes, they, they did. So, um, but they let us take pictures yeah. and then they ate it. <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm not a sushi person. So no, I'm not big on sushi either. It's all right. Well, but that's okay. Everybody's got to like different things. It is. So, hook me up with the sake and the little Japanese rice candies. I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a combo, right? Sake and <laughs> Japanese rice candy. Yeah. So it works. It works. Well, continuing our trip down, um, the next pavilion is not so much a country per se, um, but it's the American Adventure. 
It's themed around the Revolutionary War, 1776. Um, I love this period of time for our history. And I'm, I, I really love that Epcot has uh, taken that in and, and built a pavilion around it. Um, but it also has, I mean, gosh, we, we just, we sound horrible, but it's got one of our favorite uh, little uh, quick service restaurants in it. Um, Regal Eagle Smokehouse, which I guess maybe they changed the name about two years ago to Regal Eagle. Yeah, hmm. you're, yeah, it was, oh. yeah, it's become an open oh, year and a half, two years ago now. We're just reopened. I think it was right before the close down or it was either right before the shutdown or right after the shutdown, it reopened. So yeah. Um, but a little over a year, year and a half. But it's it, it's a really good place, especially if you love barbecue. Um, they've got some crafts beer, um, pork ribs, half chicken, beef brisket sandwich, chopped smoked pork butt platter, burgers and sandwich, salads. I got the beef brisket last time I went. It was so good. Um, and you, I think you got the uh, pork butt, didn't you? Or the half chicken, maybe. Uh- I've eaten there a couple times, so yeah. um, I think Mike had the chicken. I I had the ribs the first time we went, and then I um, got the pork butt platter before, and I I was with somebody. I think I was with my mom, and I think we got the pork butt and the brisket and split them. It's so good. Um, and it it so this used to be a um, an American burger mm-hmm. restaurant in there. Um, I've eaten there before, but you can get a burger in a lot of places. Yeah. So um, I think barbecue is something that was actually really missing at Epcot yes. and it, it just it's American it fits perfect there and it's themed around Regal Eagle of Sam Eagle and the Muppets yeah so there's a lot of Muppet um kind of memorabilia and stuff inside it's and photos it's, it, it makes it fun yeah it's not it's not like in your face Muppets but you if you look at it and pay attention if you're a Muppet fan it's it's really cool but the food is good I really really enjoyed the food and it, like I said having some barbecue at Epcot um I, it was a perfect fit. Yeah. I think it was a great, great addition renovation to what was there before. Yeah. It, it was. And, and um, right next to Regal Eagle is the main attraction for the American Adventure. And it's the American Adventure. Um, it is the storytelling of the history of our country by Samuel Clemens and um, Benjamin Franklin. So it's it's very cool to sit there. And, and didn't I force you to see that? Well, I kind of wanted to, but yeah, um, I haven't seen it in so long. And it, it, it's it's really cool when the voices are a little bit out too, while you're sitting in the yeah. the, in the queue, I guess, uh, waiting when for they're the in the rotunda. Yeah, area. they're yeah, the lobby. They're in there. Their voices just echo in that huge rotunda, and it goes all the way to the ceiling. So there's nice. That's the best way to hear them. Yeah, is in in there. They're. They're fantastic. Especially like I, I remember standing on the top, the upper deck and looking down and hearing them. And I was like, this is, it's so cool. Uh, because it's basically, it's just a choir really. And yeah, um, it's all acapella. Yeah. They do a really no good job music, with it. No background, no track. The American adventure story itself. Um, the storytelling of it is pretty cool. The animatronics are what they are. I mean, they're not going to be super updated. You're not going to have rise of the resistance animal track uh, animatronics in there, but for what it is and the time period that it was made. And they stuck to that specifically. Uh, It is a really cool little show, Um, especially if you've never seen it, go, go do it at least once. And there are some amazing animatronics in there that were first at Disney world though. There is a Benjamin Franklin animatronic that goes upstairs and walks across the stage. So, you know, that was pretty amazing considering it's, it's a much older model Mm -hmm. um, animatronic. And then uh, you also have the one where the guy tips his hat. Yes. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. There's there's some that are 
pretty pretty cool. They're 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 very they're subtle, cool unless you're figures in there. Yeah, unless you're big Disney nerds like us, you probably won't recognize them. But uh, I mean, that's what we look at when we go in. We're looking at the the attraction and how things move and, and stuff like that. Uh, I like the dog, uh, the little the little part with the dog. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's it's just a really neat little show, and then they've got a little museum right next to it that has some really cool uh, Native American uh, art and um, and that rotates out sometimes. Yeah. It does other things. The, art, the artifacts. So there, there, there was actually Art of Soul. The animation movie was in there not too long was ago. It? Um, was in the lobby area. They had some soul stuff oh. in there. And then I love uh, the lobby. The things- because they have all those yeah. paintings around with all the different historical quotes and um, yeah. just different timepieces throughout history. Uh, it, it's kind of like a museum to an extent, and, but it's of American history. Yeah, and then you yeah. just go and you sit and watch the show and you just go watch it just to sit in the air conditioning for 20 minutes or so. I mean, that's usually why Mark goes with me <laughs> is because he can go sit down in the air conditioning and take a quick nap. Yeah. I like the show. Um, one of the things I'll say is that the finale, so the finale of the show has been updated a couple times over the years. Yeah. So the finale of that show, um, there is a song, uh, the golden dream song and it's, um, you know, America spread your golden wings, you know, keep, keep moving forward. It's really inspirational. Um, I am a big sap. It kind of gets to me, but they, um, put videos and photos of, people who have made um, a mark on history through, yeah. through American history. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's been updated after nine 11. So there's actually images of, you know, the world trade center and some of the, the firefighters and people who were doing things there. Um, different amazing people through history. Um, Walt has been added to it. He was not originally in it. So that's kind of cool too. So uh, pay attention. Yeah. Try and stay awake. It, it's a really cool attraction. Um, you know, it's not just a spot for a nice nap. Yeah, no, it's, it's one of my favorites, actually. And, and I mean, if you've ever had to call Disney and, and wait on hold, you'll recognize the song the minute it starts playing. <laughs> that is one of the best pieces of music on the whole music <laughs> loop, actually. I So we listen to music um, whenever, typically whenever we get in the car. I said before, we tend to put Pandora on and it's Disney Channel because that's the one thing we both agree on. Um, and yeah, when, when the Golden Dream comes on, that's... That's a great, great song. Yeah, it, it, it is. Um, so, and then moving on to the far right of the American Adventure, you have the um, Art of Disney Gallery, which is a little shop. Um, it used to be just different. Um, kind of Americana yeah, stuff. Uh, but, but it used to just be like a kind of like a little gift shop. Um, now it's more of a little art gallery kind of like um, – different paintings and things that have a little tie into American history. So um, they've got some Thomas Kincaid in there, I believe, but a lot of it, like you got Mickey dressed up as a um, revolutionary war um, a soldier with an American flag in the background, things like that. So it's a really cool place to go in and, you know, get some, if you're, if you're an art lover, get some different kind of pieces of art, or if you just want to look, um, cause some of that stuff is kind of pricey. Uh, just kind of go in and check it out. And they do have miniatures of some of, of a lot of their art. Um, they do have, um, canvases that aren't in frames that are a little cheaper, uh, and just some different kind of Americana souvenirs that um, you're only going to find in this pavilion. So, um, that's a, that's a cool little shop to go to. Uh, another yeah. thing is, um, everybody loves Turkey legs at Disney. They have a turkey leg stand out there. Um, 
they have an outdoor seating area for Regal Eagle that if you want to get um, a to-go plate and go sit outside, you can do that. Um, they have a funnel cake stand. Uh, Fife and Drum is where you get the turkey legs, but they also have popcorn, root beer floats, beer and wine. Um, they also, every now and then during the festivals, have a specialty drink there. Um, mm-hmm. Bach and Hans, same kind of thing. You've got American craft beers and Mickey pretzels. And then, of course, beer and pretzel in America. Come on. Yeah. How could you skip that? I mean, it's. <laughs> I've had the big pretzels other places, and it's just different at Disney for some reason. I don't know if they put something in it. It's true. Or if it's just because it's shaped like a Mickey, you know, whatever. They're extra salty. They, there's just something about them. So, uh, and you can get some of these snacks and go and go sit in the American Gardens Theater and catch some of the best live music, some of the best cover bands. And some of them aren't even cover bands. Some of them are the actual bands that will come in and play at this yep. uh, this theater. Um, or as they were during COVID, they, had, they were holding animated courtyard there where you can go and learn how to do some of the draw some of the characters. Um, Mike and I went and tried to draw Crush the Turtle. No, it was not Crush. Crush the Turtle was over at Animal Kingdom. Um, it was Animal Kingdom. Os- was Oswald. Oswald came with it. And yeah, we we once they said draw a circle, Mike and I were like, we're out. Can't do it. <laughs> so that didn't turn out that bad, but it was it, it was pretty cool. And you know, they, they were social distancing at that time, so it was kind of hard to get a seat where you can see what they were doing. But it was cool just to sit there and, and see how these people drew the characters that we love. And then during non-COVID, and and right now they're still having some of them as well, but the live performances in the theater. Uh, for for some of these bands is just amazing. And for right now, um, until things come back around, that's where you will find the Voices of Liberty right now. Yeah. So they're actually out there on microphones. So everybody gets a good, clear, um, you know, sound from them, which is great. Yeah. And they can see a lot more people per performance, which is really nice, too. Yeah. So until they come back in in their traditional um, garb and they sing into the rotunda, it's good to have them out there. Yeah. But I mean, just the bands, like I said, uh, I want to say we were there one year um, for a conference and I think journey was there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's, yeah. it, there's for a couple of festivals. They bring in live bands. Yeah. It's usually um, festival. Of the arts has a lot of them uh, and they do everything from like, like you said, journey to the Broadway performers and, you know, not super hard rock cause it's Disney. Yeah. Um, but some good rock performances are in there and, and traditional and rock. Most of it is kind of classical rock or, or something along yeah. the lines. There's nothing real classic pop, anything like that, because it's they're they're not tailoring to the uh, young generation. These, these concerts or performances are, you know, probably towards more people our age um, and have an appreciation for actual music. So, um, <laughs> but I mean, there are some really good people that come and perform and, and the cover bands are really good too. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a great place. So, one of our favorite pavilions. Oh, right. It, well, and you know, we're crazy Americans, so yeah, why not? Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But right next door to the American Pavilion, American Adventure is the last one we're going to talk about in this episode, which is super, super popular with a lot of the Ears crew. And that is Italy. Uh, the Ears group loves Italy. Um, I wonder why. <laughs> we're going to touch on that um if you want to dine uh in italy there are a couple different um table service restaurant options for you there is Tutto italia uh so this is traditional italian dishes you can get pan roasted fish classic spaghetti grilled steak and seasoned potatoes they have cannolis for dessert um it's it's kind of in a traditional 
um, atmosphere. So there's like paintings of Rome and things on the wall. Um, that's kind of cool. The other um, table service I have not done until my last trip um, with the group. And everybody talks about it. And now I kind of know why. And that is Via Napoli, restaurant and pizzeria. Mm-hmm. This is typical tradition Italian as well. You can get lasagna, chicken parm. They have Italian coffees and tiramisu's for dessert, but they are really known for their wood fire pizza. And, um, you know, I got there a little late that day, but I was able to meet up with you and uh, Mike and Josh and you guys had already had a pizza and you let us share. And it was really good pizza. Like it, it's more than I would spend on a pizza at home. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I think you guys said it was like a $32 pizza or $35 pizza. So yeah, I'm, but it fed four big guys. And we had plenty left over there. there were, yeah. There was still oh. food left. It was a, it was a good pizza. Yeah. I, I want to say it, it was, was a very good pizza. Yeah, It was over two feet, probably wide. Like it, it had to have been yeah, pretty close to that anyway. So definitely a big, big pizza. So yeah, four, four adult guys were able to eat off that. And there was still pizza left. They asked us if we wanted a box, but you know, it's kind of hard to take food in a box when you're walking around yeah. cut. Like, unless you're going to go back to the hotel right away. I'm like, eh, no. um, so, yeah, Via Napoli, if you are a pizza lover and you want some really good traditional like Italian pizza, these are wood-fired pizzas. They look like big mouths on the wall as you go in. It's kind of cool. They're sliding pizzas in and out. Um, so that was a really cool place. It is. Um, some other food locations they have in there, they actually have the Tutagusto Wine Cellar. I think this is why the Ears crew <laughs> likes it. Um this is kind of a lounge. It's a cozy little wine bar kind of tucked in the corner, but they do have over 200 bottles of Italian wines available um, and small plate appetizer type things. They have meats and cheeses, pastas and desserts available in there. Um, you know, our ears crew, we like a good bottle of wine and um, Prosecco, 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 Prosecco. You cannot have enough Prosecco um, when ears comes to town. Just going to tell you <laughs> um, so that that is a very popular place as well. Um, they also have the Gelateria Toscana. So if you want some authentic gelato or sorbet, um, they have Italian pastries, soft drinks, Italian coffee selections, and uh, beers and wines as well. So quite a few choices if you want to get some good Italian food, some good Italian wine. Um, definitely good places to go there. This is another one of those that doesn't have a traditional attraction in it, kind of like Japan. Um, but the architecture and the atmosphere in Italy it's really cool. There's some fountains in there. You can kind of go in and wander around. Um, they do often have live entertainment. And again, this is another one we're hoping will come back soon. Um, towards the front of the pavilion, they usually have somebody out there who's like one of the human statues. So they will stand out there and pose. And as people come up, they'll turn and move and um, freak people out and pose with them and stuff. Uh, it They're amazing to watch. I've seen um, different kinds of jugglers and buskers out there and strolling musicians um, there's a couple different types of entertainment you can get through Italy, which is really kind of cool. Uh, and then they have the whole waterfront area out there, which is a great photo spot. Um, there's, you know, boats, like if you were going to go down the Venice canals, um, they, it's one of those spots. They actually, when the parties start coming back, they actually do events out there. Mm-hmm. We had an event out there, um, a few years ago. It was really cool. We, um, had a, a fireworks party out there with desserts and drinks, and, um, that was a lot of fun. It happened to be really cold that night, but it was a lot of fun anyway. It was a great spot to see. Um, there is a Kidcot stop there in Italy. Uh, and then if you want to do some shopping, this is another good shopping spot for our shoppers. So uh, La Bogheta Italiana, 
has different kinds of Italian apparel and accessories. They have housewares, um, food, gifts, and spirit items. So, you know, bottles of wine and things you can get to have them ship home. Uh, housewares, you know, it, Italy is a lot about cooking and being in the home. So there's a lot of like, um, you know, different wood spoons and things you can get for the kitchen and um, olive dispenser, olive oil dispensers and things like that. It's kind of cool. Um, if you go over to La Gemma Elegante, this is art, collectibles, gifts, and housewares. And then there's another one that's Il Bel Cristalano. Um, and this has the different kinds of perfumes and things that you can get with art and collectible. It's kind of up in the front where those statue guys used to be. Um, it's a really cool pavilion as well. It, it's definitely got a lot of great um, architecture for photos. If you're a photo person and you want to get a lot of really cool photos, um, Italy is one of those great spots for that. Not that all the pavilions aren't, but just Italy's got that, you know, mm. tower. I don't know the name of it, but it's, it's you know, traditional tower. It looks I don't know exactly the name of where it's from, but it's history. I should probably know the big tower there actually represents a city yeah. in, in Italy. It, it, it's, uh, they actually sell, um, well, they were selling and I guess they might still be hand sewn mask from Italy there. Um, mm -hmm. like the fabric was actually from Italy. So I can only imagine how much those cost, but yeah, you know, it's, if you have to wear a mask, around the park, really like, might as well yeah. buy a Disney one. <laughs> And if you're into perfume and stuff like that, and, and they, you know, they, they have nice options in there that people yeah. are always going around with little paper testers and yeah. um, checking it out. It, it's a really cool place to shop and just chill out and relax a little bit. Um, there's kind of indoor outdoor dining at both of those restaurants mm -hmm. as well, even though they're table service. Um, so, and there's a couple little tables and things here and there for those quick services. If you want to go get your gelato and go sit out by the water, there's a few like tables or high top tables out there. You can kind of go stand and, and have your gelato yeah. and have a glass of wine or something like that. Uh, it, it's a really relaxing area to go sit and just kind of soak up some atmosphere. Yeah. It's, it, they did a really good job of making you feel like you were in a um, small Italian city um, mm -hmm. with the, the landscape, the architecture, the um, statues, uh, they did a really good job of, um, I guess it's the Renaissance period um, with a lot of their mm -hmm. statues. And uh, also during a lot of the festivals, we know that they hide different things throughout some of the pavilions. Uh, that is a good one to see the hidden things because it's kind of open a little bit more than versus Morocco or some of the others where they're not so open. Uh, we've seen um, Jiminy Cricket on one of the walls. Uh, we've seen the snow globe. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess the snogies um, for Frozen. Um, let's see. Figment. They had the hidden Figment art that was there where he was the Mona Lisa. Um, so that, that yeah, was, yeah. was kind of cool. Uh, but you mentioned the walkways out in front of the pavilion for pictures. Uh, I can say that most of the time anyway, whenever they're doing magic shots, that's the place to ask for the Figment magic shot. Um, mm. So it's, it's a cool one to get because fig Figment is flying above you. And um, you've got the picture of the um, Italian area in the backdrop. So um, pretty cool picture for that one. We had a very entertaining Daisy Duck one. Oh, that's true. There. That's true. We did. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Like Daisy, what? She said, Daisy she was... said, smolder and look that way. And so we, we did. They had somebody stand there and said, look at that person. And so we, we were standing there staring at them and we had no idea what we were doing. And the next thing we're like, she's like, oh, that's Daisy Duck. And we're like, oh, okay. You should have told us on the front end. Maybe it would have looked a little differently. So, uh, no our smolder might have been a little yeah, different we, we had no like, idea yeah, what we were looking some at, random so. person like, yeah <laughs> so but it is it's it, fun it, italy is a, a nice pavilion so 
Yeah, four more great pavilions for Epcot. We got four more to talk about in the next episode. But yeah. Oh, the next one's my favorite. That little that little quarter quadrant or whatever those four. Um <laughs> those, those are my favorite of the four, mainly because three of them I love getting some kind of snack or food option from there. So Oh yeah. Uh, but well hold it for next yeah, episode. We'll get hold that we'll get that episode. for next episode. But uh <laughs> so uh I mean uh, Gosh, I feel like we kind of flew through these the, these four this week, but um, so much to talk about in them. There are, but we we've got some other stuff we got to talk about. Just Disney news related that uh, we we really need to get to because we were hit with it today. It's it's Monday, and this is the news drop today, so uh, it's very new for a lot of people. And, and the biggest news that came out was the holiday happenings are returning to the Disney parks. Um, this is Disney's Yay. yeah <laughs> Disney's very merry after hours parties. So it's going to be very much like the Boobash. Um, not so much like your typical uh, holiday. Not the regular very merry Christmas party. Yeah. This one's going to be a very merriest after hours party. Which that's so a four hour party. Again, we we've it's very similar. Yes, we we've seen the boobash how it's going to play out um, on paper anyway, and we expect the 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 new um, merriest after hours party to be the same um, with Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks. To my knowledge, this is the first. I mean, we, we just got Captain Minnie, but is this the first time oh. we've had Minnie as, with, with like a dedicated just specifically for Minnie in the park? No, she usually has the holiday fireworks. Does she? So, yeah. I didn't know that's it's what It's usually Minnie's, Minnie's Christmas okay. fireworks. I thought it was Cinderella, but. Nope, it's been Minnie. Okay. Well, never mind. Um, it's okay. I've never it's been fine. at Christmas time when they've had the fireworks, so I don't know. Um we we've we, we, went, we missed it uh, last year two years ago they didn't do fireworks last yeah, it didn't year. do it last year so. no but we went two years ago it was when uh in 2020 we were there and it rained the whole night but we still had a blast oh okay we had a blast well, uh, we took mom she loved it but you're gonna see some of your your rare and favorite characters at the party um just like you do boo bash just like you do typically at every year during the halloween or the halloween and christmas parties um they're usually in their holiday costumes yeah. too which is kind of fun yeah uh, which means they'll have the holiday music and decor back the holiday treats which we love i wonder if they will be doing the um christmas tree trail and the um christmas tree cookie it is so it, it, it you know, is that's coming yep. back um it said it was okay uh, i must have missed that when i, I skimmed through it because there was so much uh disney cruise line is bringing back the very maritime cruise which is a f- favorite uh, if you're very fan favorite, if you're not yeah. a big crowd fan and don't want to do Disney during Christmas time, a very merry time Consider Christmas cruise is, is a very good option for about the same price. So um, it's a unique opportunity that I think everybody needs to do, especially if you're a cruise person. So um, holidays on the high seas. Why not? Yep. And then I mentioned this one earlier about the um, gingerbread house. But the Haunted Mansion Holiday returns to Disneyland featuring Nightmare Before Christmas. And I saw the gingerbread house for this. And it is so cool looking. Like, yeah, I was just blown away by it. It, it looked like Tim Burton designed it, honestly. Like, it's just so yeah, cool. It's exactly. So I got to see this a couple of years ago for the first time when I was I, I was out for um, a work trip. And I happened to be in L.A. over a weekend in October. And so I went to Disneyland for the day. And um, one of the things I was super excited to see was um, the the Nightmare Before Christmas at the Haunted Mansion. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I really wish they would do that in Florida, but it, it takes them like a week to shut down and redecorate and put all this installation in. And then it runs for, you know, a couple months and then they shut down for a week and take it all back out. Yeah. So um, it 
it is so cool to see. I kind of, so I kind of like Nightmare Before Christmas all through the Haunted Mansion. It's amazing. Like, I kind of like that it's only in Disneyland, um, but because they kind of did something similar to start with Tower of Terror as well. Um, mm. But it's you know, it's just different to have a little bit of differences and uniqueness to each park during yeah, the holidays between each sides. But it does kind of make you a little jealous that it's a little easier for us to get to Florida versus California. Uh, but hey, I'm in the middle now. That's, either way. That's, that's true. California, Florida. I'm I'm almost dead center. Yeah. I'm so, almost dead center. Um but uh yeah, it's I, I like it. I think it looks really, really cool. And um, you know, it's it's one of those things if you were out that way or if you're planning on making a trip to California to Disneyland, definitely go during the Halloween party or the, the Christmas party if you can. Yeah. Either if you can do Boo Bash yeah. or you yeah. can do the very merry after hours, totally recommend them. So when we went with my mom, I think I've mentioned this before. Uh, my mom loves free stuff. <laughs> so she ended up buying one of the holiday canvas bags that you get only at the Christmas party for all of the cookies that we were getting. Um, <laughs> and it, it was the last night of the Christmas party was when we were there. So as it got later and later in the night, instead of them giving like, you know, a packet of cookies to everybody every time you went through they were giving like stacks of cookies they were like just take these so i'm not kidding i think we came home with like three or four dozen cookies uh and i loved the peppermint um sugar cookies they were so good and then they had these molasses like really sweet kind of it's like a molasses oatmeal cookie but they didn't have the raisins in them um there were there's some really great cookies that that every time you went through one of the the holiday treat lines yeah you get a hot chocolate and, you know, cookie or whatever snack they had. Sometimes it was their little Rice Krispie treats or whatever. But yeah, we towards the end of the night, they were just giving us like handfuls of cookies in my mom's bag. So just gonna throw them not away. kidding. We came so. home with like, yeah, we came home with literally like three dozen or so cookies. They were of different flavors and um, they had chocolate chip and that molasses oatmeal kind of thing. And then those peppermint sugar cookies. I thought those were really good. Yeah. Anyway, so those are coming back. So glad to see the holidays in those details coming back. Yes. Um, alternating some things between the parks and, and the um, new, what do they call them? Pillars of Magic for the icon. So that's kind of cool to see too. I'm hoping this sticks around um, for race weekend. Because if we're there, I want to do the Halloween, the uh, Christmas event. But I don't know. I think it usually does until around the 5th. Which is I the race so The race weekend is the week after, weekend after that. So. <laughs> Yeah, we might have to. We might have to go early. Yeah, have to go early. Uh, so some other things that we know have just been announced: the um, Food and Wine Festival is just getting ready to open here in just a few weeks, and they've announced a lot of the food options. Again, we talked about the festivals, and yes, some of the booths are in the same place every year, but they do not always offer the same food choices every year. So I always want you to come back and try new things. So there's a whole um, food menu that you can get of uh, what's available at each of the booths. Uh, there are some things that look really good this year. So I'm, I'm, that's interesting. Hawaii's become one of my favorite booths. Yeah. So, they've had some good stuff. Uh, last couple of times we've gone, they've had a couple of different good things that I was like, Oh, this is really good. I need to keep, keep this one on the, you know, my little booklet of all of my snacks, but they keep mm-hmm. changing it and they don't bring it back. So yeah, I know it was, it was good. And then yeah. it's gone. You're going to try it again. Um, so back on the West coast, some really cool things. Uh, the reimagined jungle cruise, uh, is reopening on July 16th. So, um, jungle cruise has not reopened at Disneyland when the park reopened, they went ahead and kept it down and they've been doing the reimagining of that, um, while it's closed. So it's going to reopen on the 16th. We're hearing rumors that 
there might be a soft opening of that. So some guests might have seen some of these things already. Um, you know, we're only a couple days away from that as we record, but by the time this goes up, we should be there. Um, so that's good to know. Walt Disney World version, um, they're doing the renovation while the attraction is open and adjusting things. So uh, just a different aspect to that. And uh, I don't know if remember we mentioned this before. It came out right around the time we aired last time. Um, Walt Disney World has announced the reopening dates for the last four resorts. Yay. So All-Star Sports, All-Star Music, Port Orleans Riverside, and Port Orleans French Quarter will all be reopened in September and October. So by the end of October, all the Walt Disney World resorts will have reopened since the closure. And I can that is super exciting. I can tell you from experience because I've looked at booking it. Um the standard rooms at Port Orleans French Quarter are gone already. And so are the ones at Riverside for um, spring break of next year. Ooh, so, <laughs> yeah. And they're really popular resorts. They I, that, they, Port Orleans um, was one of my favorite resorts. And I, I kind of mentioned before, like Caribbean Beach just felt really big and sprawled out and I didn't really love it. But since we've been staying there and the Skyliner's been there, I think that's been a game changer for Caribbean. Um, I really like Caribbean Beach now. Yeah. Um, but I, I do miss Port Orleans, and I'm I'm excited to see Port Orleans coming back. Yeah, I will um, I will miss the op- the opportunity to, to jump on the Skyliner. Um, mm-hmm. But Port Orleans French Quarter has Mellow Yellow, so I'm excited about that. Um, <laughs> and they have the beignets. They have the beignets, and then Riverside to me is just a nice, quiet resort. Um, yeah. French Quarter. It's super French, laid back. It's super become, New Orleans-y. You might have just, jumped Riverside, but um, I'll have to stay at both of them. I might have to do a split stay uh, just to kind of compare I haven't again. stayed at the French Quarter side. I've only stayed at the Riverside it's side. It's so, so small. Like I, I had one of the farthest mm-hmm. buildings from the bus stop because there's only one bus stop. Um, I had the, one of the farthest buildings, and I think it was like a two-minute walk because it's yeah. just so close. And you have the the, bu- the one bus stop or you have the boats. Um to get places and the boats only go to Disney Springs. So you're pretty much stuck with the bus, but I mean, there's only one bus stop. So it's running a lot more frequently than some of these other resorts. Yeah. So, so lots of great things coming and happening. Yes. So keep tuning in. Yep. So, uh, that just about brings us to the end of another episode. So we want to thank everybody for listening. And as always, we want to hear from you guys. So send us your comments and your thoughts. Uh, catch us in the next episode. We'll wrap up our tour of World Showcase, and we are going to highlight Germany, China, Norway, and Mexico. Lots of great things to come from in those pavilions as well. So we hope you'll check us out. And as you know, as your mouse experts, we're here to help you answer all your Disney Universal questions and help you prepare for your next magical vacation, wherever that destination may be. Remember, we are not just your mouse experts now, but we can help you to Mexico, to other cruise lines. Um, We're here to really you know, be your travel concierge and get you out there um, exploring the world and having a great time making those memories. Yep. Uh, If you enjoyed our show, please share the episode for us and uh, recommend us to a friend. We're always looking to grow our audience Uh, and don't forget to subscribe. So you never miss a new episode. They typically drop on Fridays and uh, don't forget to let us know what's your favorite pavilion and why, what do you, what do you enjoy about Epcot or did we totally get it wrong and mess it up? (laughs) We like to hear that too. That's all right. So shoot us those comments, reach out to us. Um, all of our contact information is available in the show description. Yep. Yep. Well, and as always, we end every episode with a quote. 
Um, so this episode, we've got today's special moments are tomorrow's memories. And that is from Genie and the Return of Jafar, which I think is a little underrated movie. I don't think people appreciate the sequels of some of the, our classics as much as I think they really should. Um, that That is a good one, though. It's, it's kind of funny. Um, Iago, I think, does a really good job in that movie as far as making it. Uh, but it's... It's, it's a good one, um, but it's Jeannie is right. Today's special moments are tomorrow's memories. Um, sometimes we take advantage of the fact that we don't cherish these memories enough that we think they're always going to be here. And uh, we just need to slow down mm-hmm. a little bit and appreciate what we've got. And we don't know what tomorrow holds. So Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you. We appreciate you guys. Can't wait to hear from you. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.